Hey there, and welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast. This is episode 15, and it's a little bit different because it's a conversation between myself and my husband, Chad, who is here with me today. And you can jump in. You can say hi. Hi. (laughs) And if you have been following me on Instagram, y'all know that we recently went on vacation with our two girls who are currently two and three years old. Isn't that crazy to say that we have a two and a three-year-old? It seems wild. And so we um, shared our journey and I actually got a lot of questions about what we did and how we did it. And I put together some resources and this podcast to really just showcase how this trip was successful with them. Um, So actually, I'd kind of like to walk through the trip. That's okay with you. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. And the hotel stay. Okay. Um, so let's kind of set the stage. Y'all, it was a 15-hour, right, drive Correct. from yeah. Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, all the way down to kind of the Panama City area, a little bit west of there, but that 30A region of Florida. And we took our girls and we woke them up on Saturday morning. About 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Early, early. They did not get 12 hours of sleep that night. No, they did not. No, they did not. And we totally thought they were going to fall back asleep in a car. That did not happen. No, they didn't. Y'all, they did not sleep. I was really surprised that they didn't. I truly thought they were going to go back to sleep. I think little girl, I think little sister fell asleep a little bit. But that's maybe, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. She was at least quiet for like 15, 20 minutes. But our oldest absolutely did not sleep. She just sat back there and asked us her millions of why questions and wanted to talk and wanted snacks. And it was like, no, it is 4.30. Go back to sleep. As black rings started to develop around her eyes <laughs> yeah. and she still did not sleep. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it was a long day. In fact, neither of them really slept at all. Again, I think the younger one, she might have fallen asleep for like 15, 20 minutes, but no more than 20. So we can safely say that there was a lot of exhaustion in that van for 15 hours from Virginia to Florida. And we arrived there and my whole intention was to actually like do a really quick bedtime like get them down as soon as possible however we had a little miscommunication and I apologize for that um I got a little carried away and I immediately took our oldest yeah because I remember getting out of the van (laughs) and going you know I'm, I'm unloading all the luggage and I'm like where is my family and I thought okay they're gonna be in the room getting ready pajamas on bass all we have to do is put them sleep y'all are on the beach playing we were on the beach yeah I had to. We drove all that way and we were staying right on the beach like we had to go out to the beach. It. So we went out to the water. This Meanwhile, is survival mode, right? Yes. This is the classic case of survival yes. mode. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Chad, you are so wonderfully doing what I always tell you all people on listening to the podcast to do. He was setting up the room. So tip number one, when you're traveling, if it's been a long day or if it's been just a three hour trip, the first thing you should do is set up the room. Okay, so shame on me. I did not follow through with that i let but i let you do it so kind of follow through but i just took the fun part anyways chad got the whole room set up i took Mm. our crazy girls who needed to just get out of that van and run around for a little bit we took them to the beach and you set up their room and tell us how you made that room super dark well so we got to tell the full story we were actually going to experiment getting my brother's kids in the same room with them so we're not just talking about being in a new room that our girls aren't even familiar with, but we were also going to add in my brother's two kids. Yeah, which who are one and two and a half. Correct, and they have their own um, sleep processes. That, right, and that, they sleep great all night long, correct. but 
just different. Also coming from two different time zones. Right. And so we all ended up getting to the house at the same time. And so I immediately go Which upstairs. Which was what, by the way, we got there at about like six o'clock. Yes. Um, and so I immediately go upstairs and start blacking out the room. Uh, decided to do things a little bit different this time because I knew going into it that there were going to be way more windows than we actually had uh, blackout curtains for. Yeah, we have those travel Correct. ones that we didn't And so I, I went the classic aluminum foil route because it is a very thin material uh, that will completely block out the sunlight. Um, and I, actually, I would do things differently now if I had the opportunity to redo it. But basically, I got some painter's tape, which wasn't going to affect the walls any. And just uh, and I got some duct tape to glue the sheets of aluminum foil together. And so it was completely black. And then I just stuck it on the wall. And, it, and by and the it way, works. go to the show notes. I've linked videos that I took of what he did. So you can see that. Yeah, I mean, not my finest work. I, I, I can't wait to, <laughs> okay, to try okay. it again. But it worked. It, it You're talking about a black room. And, and that was important. Oh, yeah, it was pitch black. Yeah. Um, and it, and it were great and so we didn't have any problems because of the sunlight yeah no we got but we did down. have problems yes, we did. so we got our girls down and they were out um i think they definitely took their normal like 10 maybe a little bit more probably about 10 minutes like normal to fall asleep that night um but the issue came and this was maybe the first two nights that we did this and then we just called it quits after that when um because our kids and then the, the niece and nephew were on just a different schedule and so they were trying to sneak eastern in. time central time yeah and eastern so and central this clash. story is just getting better as yeah. it goes so that was a yeah. little clash and so for the first two nights we tried to sneak in the, old, the other two cousins into the room and that just did not mesh well so by night three everybody was in um the sisters our girls were in one room and their kids were in another room and that was way better for everybody um so that's okay you know what you i always tell my own clients that look night one is going to be kind of a survival mode and once all the kids once we got through that kind of period of bringing everybody in the room everybody slept all night long so that was great right but it was, and notice the trial and error you know like we, yeah. i remember uh we go on this beach vacation every single year and so the last couple of years the kids were we were deal- either dealing with newborns really are really young and so we actually went into this trip excited okay we're gonna get the kids in the same room this year and it's yeah. gonna be great and then mom and dad are gonna have their own room to ourselves at the beach this is great we don't yeah. have to sleep on an air mattress in the family room anymore and wake up to the coffee grinder or anything like that i mean we were really really excited about it and unfortunately it didn't work out yet so maybe but we'll give it, it another year but yeah. that's okay because the way that the rooms were set up it was really cool to have right. doors between bunk rooms and things so it really did all work out really well so that's great um but that's okay i think what we learned is that when they get older then they could all share a room a little bit better um, especially if you have a light sleeper so our youngest is incredibly light sleeper i mean the second you come in the room she pops up our oldest is like out like a light um our youngest they both sleep 12 hours every night, but our youngest is just like little noises. When you come in that room, she's alert. She can hear you. She's like me. I just, I hear little noises. I wake up. And she will want to have a conversation with she you will. too, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so that's what made it kind of hard on these first two nights. It wasn't like, we didn't have any scream fest. It was just that she would pop up every time someone would come in the room. So it just made it a little difficult. So finally, by night three, we finally sorted out where everybody was going to be. And we were there for six or seven nights. I can't remember around there. Um, and so by the night three, we finally had everybody set and everything was going just fine. I mean, by then our girls were going down at seven. Sometimes even y'all, when we had long beach days, guess what? They went to bed at like 6.30, 6.15 because they were out of it. They love the beach. They love the sand and the sun. So you need to do that. If you're going to be having a high energy, high activity day, get your kid down sooner if you're on vacation, if you can do that. Um, it's such a, a gift to them. So our girls slept great all night long. 
thanks to the blackout and our youngest took amazing naps. She's still napping from about 1230 to two every day. Um, sometimes she slept a little bit longer again because of the activity of the day, but we capped it to, um, a two hour nap for her as kind of her sweet spot to fall asleep. Well, so, so we kept at best we could, we kept our routine. Yeah. We, we, we did exactly what we could. Uh, there was a little bit of trial and error along the way, but yeah. By night three, it looked just like it was at home, just in a different room. Yeah. And I, I always tell my clients that like, look, night one is going to be a, a challenge because you are, it could be a challenge or it could be fine, but it's just adjustment. It's just like, you're going to have a rough night. I mean, I woke up several times on night one just because it was like, where am I? I had a long day. It's just the nature of things. Night two, we really want things to get back on track, but. Night two was horrible. Night two was the and worst. And by the way, who got out of bed to, to handle the kids <laughs> the most? Was it, was it, it me was or you? you? Yes, it was. You. It was. But y'all. Oh, you know, I tell you that dad is the best one to respond because they know how to push mom's Truth. buttons. Truth. And side note, we found out that the reason that there was a lot of kind of up and down crying, um, our youngest developed the worst diaper rash. In fact, the only diaper rash. Thank the good Lord. We have never had to deal with diaper rash. If you're out there dealing with it, bless you. I This is the first time we've ever had to deal with this it. This story keeps getting it better. I, I feel bad for our wow, listeners. They're being taken on a roller coaster. You are on a roller coaster journey. So anyways, horrible, horrible diaper rash. Um, and she was kind of up and down just dealing with that. And that does affect sleep. It absolutely it, does. It yeah. does. Yeah. So not only was she in a blistering new, diaper rash. Yeah. Yes. New room yeah. with cousins yeah. that, that are in the same room with yes. her but on thank- different schedules. But now she has a diaper rash. Yeah. <laughs> You listeners, I just, I'm so grateful you're here with us today. Um, So night three, awesome. The rest of the week was flawless. I mean, they did great the entire time. Um, Like I said, even early bedtimes because of some really just long days of playing outside because they love the beach. So now we get to the end of the week and we've had such a blast, but we remembered how awful that drive was from Virginia down to Florida. And there is no... pause right there. You know it's bad when both kids throw both iPads on the floor. They don't want any more Elmo. They don't want any more iPads. And they are just like... They're just done. They're they're tapped. Yeah. 15 hours is way too long. So I definitely don't suggest that. And we will never do that again. But we just, we wanted to power through. Um, So anyways, yeah, we decided on the way back, we were going to split it up. So um, the night before we left, we booked a hotel uh, and you found a perfect, like it was the exact midway point. So we did six hours one day and six hours the next. Because in total it's 12, but you know, you stop, it ends up being 15. So anyways, Um, we drove back on a Saturday and we stopped and we got into, um, South Carolina at about 4.30, um, which was great enough time to get dinner and head to the hotel. And guess what? We still did an early bedtime. So we had traveled from the central time zone to the Eastern time zone back to our sweet spot. But again, y'all long days in the car. I mean, no one had slept. Um, the youngest did not have her nap. They were cranky. They were feeling just really irritable I think that they were just kind of like unsure and I I know for our oldest it was like she was emotionally drained right this was all new to her and we prepped them so here if you are going to be stopping at a hotel with your little one I want you to talk to your kiddo about like what's happening so the last few hours and we didn't talk about it all morning but the last few hours of our trip we told them like hey we are actually going to a hotel tonight in a hotel, which they had never experienced before, I don't think, um, unless they were like really, really tiny. Um, a hotel is where we're going to stay in one room all together. And they did. I don't think that they understood that until we actually got there um, because we have never slept in the same room ever with them. And so. No. And that, that was fun to explain because there were a couple of times I thought, oh, I could just go sleep in her bed and, and you know, 
calm her down or whatever. I mean, because she wasn't that bad, but early on, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. We've never done that before. Yeah. Wait, we've never slept in the same room before. I, this is weird. What are yeah. we going to do? So we really had to prep them for this hotel stay. And we hadn't even gotten there. We were telling them we're all going to be in the same room together. This is going to be fun and different and unique. And we told them what we were going to do. We were going to get there. We were going to brush our teeth, put our PJs on and get into bed. And this is going to be so different and so crazy because mommy and daddy are going to be in one bed and you are going to be in the other bed and your sister is going to be in the pack and play and at this point in time we didn't know where it would be but your sister is going to be in a pack and play in her bed and so we got to the hotel room and it was pretty it was like a normal room very small we tried to get a suite but we didn't realize it was memorial day weekend so they were all sold out so we had a regular room so travel tip if you are going to do a hotel stay get a suite, book a suite, because you will be able to have a little bit more freedom than we had. Um, so we didn't do bath. I would yeah. say that we decided we, not to do bath just, in a hotel room. No. Um, we skipped and we just said, hey, guess what? No bath tonight. But we washed off their faces, brushed their teeth, went potty. Um, we didn't even bring a book, but they know the drill. I mean, they're three and two. They know how to get ready for bed. So we got them ready for bed and we said, okay, now we're going to sing our songs. We're going to get into bed, say goodnight to each other like we always do. And this is the kind of the different part, but mommy and daddy are going to get into bed and it's time for us to go to sleep over here and you're going to each sleep in your beds. And then our youngest had nothing to do with that. No. I remember we, we ended up moving her pack and play in yeah. between the two beds. She was so thrown off. I think yeah. they were both like, what is happening right now? So this is where um, I think we telepathically spoke. And I was completely fine with this. But um, I was the one who was close to them. And so you, Chad, got into bed and you pulled the covers up and got and, on your phone. And I froze. I, I didn't move. You, I didn't respond. You read respond. the news and you got on your phone right. and played your airplane games. I, I wanted the kids to think that I was out. Daddy was out. Yeah, sleeping. okay. Except that you could see your light off your phone. But whatever. <laughs> um, but this is where if you had a suite, we could have gone to the other side of the wall and it would have been better. But that's okay. We'll hopefully book another one next time. Um, so what we did was um, you got under the covers and just like got on your phone. And honestly, I would recommend just one of you being the responder because it really can be too much. It would have been confusing. It would have been way too confusing and too stressful. So um, we didn't even talk about it, but I was really the one who just responded. And I was pretty chill. You, you, were, doing you, a, you were doing a great job. I and I was like, I'm just going to let you keep doing it. I was really chill. Um, so I laid down and it was pitch black. We made it as dark as possible. Um, I even flipped the clock over because it was so bright um, but I we put them down at 645 which was 15 minutes sooner than their normal bedtime but again like they were cranky um, so and I and, and this is just my personality but I was kind of freaking out because the kids were making so much noise in a hotel room and I knew that there were people yeah whatever it's 645 p.m. nobody else is going to sleep <laughs> and that's exactly what you said so I was just like okay yeah so um, anyways they got into their bed and it actually took 40 minutes for the youngest to finally settle down and go to sleep. And it took 50 minutes for our oldest to settle down. Um, and they both really just were kind of confused. I think they were like royally confused on like, what is happening here? Why are we all in this room? What's happening? And then once they finally settled down, I would say there was actually only crying from our youngest for maybe five minutes. Um, I just had to let her know like what was happening. And then she just totally stopped. You, you spoke so calmly to her. Thank it was you. incredible. I'm so grateful that you said that because normally I'm, I can be the high strung one if, if, 
y'all don't think that, do you? You think I'm like totally calm. But sometimes things stress me out like that. But I knew it was like, well, we can't escape the situation. I'm going to make the best of it. <laughs> um, so anyways, they were out and they slept. So that was about 7.45. Um, Let's say everybody was done by like an hour, which if you think about it, if we had gone back because they'd been on central time, it was really finally their bedtime. So you know, it kind of all evens out. Anyways, we woke them up at like 545 the next morning to get up and head home. So it was again a short night. We got home at around lunchtime and they did a great job. I mean, they really did awesome. And when we got home, it was actually it could have been a nap time for our youngest, but we just decided to skip her nap. So now she had had two days of no napping. And that night, that was actually our anniversary. So we put the girls down at 6 p.m. Early. Early. Yes, indeed. So we could cook dinner and have an anniversary dinner. Mm-hmm. And they were out and they stayed asleep until 7 p.m. the next day. So and it's crazy just coming from a week of having nights that we hadn't seen before to the minute you get them back home in their own bed and you don't hear from them until the next morning. Yeah. I mean, they wonderful. they had uh, probably five to six nights, probably five nights of like solid sleep at the beach. Once we got through those first two nights of just up and down, horrible diaper rash, confusion of where to sleep, it was finally smooth sailing and they slept 12 hours for the, the rest of the trip. And then the hotel stay, I think they got maybe like 10 hours, um, but they did great. I was really proud of them. And then we got home and right back into the expectation. So a few takeaways from this. And actually, I'm going to put you on the spot. What was your biggest takeaway from this trip something that you would like a big tip that you would share with our listeners I think for me probably two things was recognizing and we had this conversation on the way back is is there's a difference between awake time and energy level um, because mm. I I misunderstood when we were driving that really long trip I was sitting there going, wow, they are full of energy, but you were looking at it through the lens of, well, they've been awake all this time. Mm -hmm. And in that instant, energy and awake time don't really correlate very well. Like you you have to consider the fact that they're awake. And you also, as you preach all the time, you have to understand the signs of being tired Mm -hmm. and the signs of being tired. Uh, they they can look They're like very clear. They yeah, they are, and and so many people can miss that. Yeah. Um. And so especially like being on the beach all day yeah. and and really seeing those signs. Like there were some nights where we're like, it's it's time for bed. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit earlier than normal, but yeah. it, the day is done. And and they responded really well to that. Yeah. So if you're listening to this being like. Well, Becca, what are the signs of being tired? It's honestly different per kid, but let me just kind of walk through a few signs of exhaustion for some kids. So babies, when I'm talking like maybe four to nine months old, sometimes newborns too, arching backs is a huge sign that you are done. You are exhausted. You are tired. I had someone ask me this the other day, like, Becca, what does it mean when my kid is arching their back and like is a wiggle worm? I'm like, it means they're exhausted. (laughs) That's what it means. Um, As your child gets older, I want you to basically be looking and I could say older, but sometimes, again, this is different per kid, but most of the time I'd say like six months plus when a kid is rubbing their face, they are tired. They could be grabbing at their eyebrows. They could be grabbing at their ears. In fact, sometimes you might think like, oh, they have allergies. They're itching their face. Like, no, your kid is tired. Um, For our girls, I actually haven't seen a lot of, I mean, I guess I'm just like, you know, (laughs) saying how awesome our girls sleep because this is what we do. Um, But 
I don't, it's been a long time since I've seen them be overtired because we just know their marks. Um, but for toddlers, overtiredness looks like hyperactivity. So if you see that your toddler, like after 8 p.m. is like doing laps around the house, uh, they're exhausted. <laughs> they're not energizer bunnies. They are just so tired. So just be in tune to what your child's sleep cues are and you want to avoid those at all costs. I know yawning, sometimes we look for that. Like, oh, they're yawning. It's time to go to sleep. No, 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 no. That's actually like way too far gone. So just, yeah, I love that. Like be aware of your child's sleep cues. And also it, it was routine. Like I know yeah. for us, we we got the circumstances, the environment as close to what we could in order to just keep our routine the same. And the girls responded really well to that. My my brother's kids, they they stuck to their routine and, and they responded well to that. And when you when you have a routine and you've instilled that in your kids, then then you can be flexible when you go on vacation and and you can hit survival mode when you need to and they'll respond to it it's like you know exactly what i always talk about (laughs) it's because you do I love it. (laughs) It's so true, y'all. I want you, when you're listening to this, I want you to know that if you are someone who has been fighting a structure or fighting a schedule because you don't want your child to be on a rigid schedule, I have to challenge you. And I have to tell you that when your child's on a schedule, when your child has a solid routine, they are flexible. They can be pushed. They can be in new environments and sleep well. I want you to always take vacations with a grain of salt that if things like horrendous diaper rashes happen or if room sharing situations happen that are just different and off, give those nights some grace, but get right back into expectations as soon as you possibly can. And you talk a lot about keywords. I I know I've I've read this in some of your plans, but that that saved our bacon a lot. Like I remember with with our youngest just saying it's night night time. Like that's yeah. her that's her their keyword. When yeah. she hears the word night night, that is only associated with mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep. And even in the hotel room in this crazy situation, you were calmly saying, "Mommy's going night night." Yeah, you're going night night. Yeah. and and I played the boring it game. Works. I just said the same thing over it and over again. It's night night time. It's sleepy time. It's night night time. It's sleepy time. I felt like a freaking parrot, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> a parrot? <laughs> a parrot. They repeat things. Yeah, keywords are really, really crucial. So whatever you say, keep on saying it. I sometimes call it the boring game, but night-night time, sleepy time, night-night time, sleepy time, whatever you want to say. It's a great way to cure your kid. So, well, thank you all so much. I, I This sometimes feels like, do you really want to know about our vacation and how things and how the girls slept? But sometimes I think it's awesome to have these like little insider um, sessions just talking about how it really was um, and how we really did have two rough nights, but then got right back on track. So side note, thank you everyone on the Instagram world, y'all. I was blown away. When I asked you for diaper rash recommendations, I was overwhelmed and we found the best way to deal with it was baking soda baths. Thank you so many. So many of you said a baking soda bath soak and then um, A&D diaper cream, which my sister-in-law, who's a pharmacist, recommended. And we slathered it on, like she said, like you're icing a cake. And that diaper rash was like just gone within two days. It was amazing. That was our first diaper rash. That was a very, that was an inaugural diaper rash. You know how much baking soda we bought? (laughs) But guess what? We are on day three of potty training. So that's a separate podcast for another time. So let us know what you thought about this podcast episode. Here's what I'd love for you to do. 
Will you please head to the ratings and review section of iTunes and tell us what you thought about this episode, about all of these shows that you've been listening to. I hear such great stories from you all sharing your successes with sleep, share where you're traveling, and always share this with someone you know who is maybe about to make a hotel stopover and needs some encouragement. And please go on vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy your summer, y'all. Sweet dreams. See you next time.